are living through what could be one of the most challenging times in the life of a gifted empath, especially if you're surrounded by negative people. Well, today, how to handle being a powerful, intuitive empath and live your best life in three, two, one. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings, joy-filled Kinetic Believers. I'm Stephen Canyon. Welcome back. Glad you could join us. Email address is kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com if you've got any questions or comments. stephencanyon.com is the website. Well, hello, Miss Maggie. Hello, hello. Can you believe how cold it is outside? No. I can't. Yes, you can. Because <laughs> it's supposed to be spring. It. Well, we got up this morning. It was it was in the twenties this morning. Well, and it's very deceiving because the sky is blue, the sun is shining, but it's very cold. Well, of course we're we are up in the mountains, but yeah, still April fifteenth, and it was. I know. Um, I think last time I checked, it was thirty two degrees. Yeah, oh uh, whatever. Wow. I you know what helps me remembering going to Banff, Alberta, Canada. <laughs> In January. Now, that this we're having a heat spell today compared to <laughs> to what it was in January. Oh. What was it? January the tenth or something? Yeah, ridiculous. it was right in the middle of January. Yeah. For those of you that don't know where Banff is, it is the Canadian Rockies. Uh, up in the Canadian Rockies, and uh, it, it has its own. Um, criteria in January of each year that it's unlike most places on the planet. We had to wear full face masks and gear just to walk to go to a movie. But people that live up there are walking around in jeans and flannel yeah, and no. just like it's another regular you, day. I guess you adapt, right? Adapt or die is the, <laughs> is the way humans live. Yeah. So. It was so cold. But you know what was really cool is watching those ice climbers. Oh, that was amazing. Remember the waterfall yeah. that was frozen and yeah. the guys with the picks and the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was that was a cool hike too because it was about it was a few miles to hike up there and you actually had to use the ice cleats to hike up to the frozen waterfall. Mm-hmm. And then that's where they were ice climbing. Mm-hmm. That was oh, beautiful. You know what's really cool um being an empath like I think that I certainly am and have this intuitive ability to really feel the feelings of others when I watch somebody doing something like Ice climbing, I may as well be doing it myself. <laughs> I remember, you start sweating. I do. I remember I went to a concert one time yeah. that was advertised. This guy learned to play the piano just so he could play uh, Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue. And that was it. He wanted to play Rhapsody in Blue okay. and for no other reason learned to play the piano. Oh, he did a concert. And did a concert just to play Gershwin's Rhapsody oh, in Blue. Goodness. And the place was, and this was at, um, wow, it was at Wake Forest University in, in North Carolina. Okay. So I went to the concert and the place was packed. But I got to tell you, I was a nervous wreck. And I wasn't on stage. I mean, I was perspiring. I was having a panic attack. And I was sensing his anxiety to the degree of, you know, about to fall out of my chair. It was just, it was that bad. It's so intense. Well, you feel what other people feel. It's a, it's definitely a gifting. Well, I guess you could call it a gifting. Well, it most certainly is today. How to handle being a powerful empath. And uh, we received an email asking, what should I do about the negative people around me? Mm-hmm. What a question for this day and yes. age. Yes. The things that you know most are going through. 
Well, and also as empaths, before all of this happened and we were all became so isolated, um, we had plenty of relief valves to go to. You could get away from someone or you could go and distract yourself, but we're all in sort of a pressure cooker situation right now. Most, yeah, everybody, if you, if you accept it as a pressure cooker, this, uh, the, a friend that wrote in, and everybody that listens is a friend, Carrie, Carrie wrote and she asked, she said, hey, you know, she's a bit of an empath and she said that she tends to attract people who need to vent their negative emotions, especially in the recent weeks. Mm. Uh, in most empaths, that you're not alone. Yeah. You are attracting the negative people. You're a magnet for that stuff. You are. So yeah. she said that she has some really close friends and family members that she cares for dearly. But then she said she also feels that she needs to begin creating boundaries for her own mental health. Now, she asked, she said, how should I go about opening up that line of communication? Mm. Well, so first of all, for those of you uh, that aren't quite sure what an empath is, empaths possess a, it's a sensory ability to intuitively understand the emotions of other people and just strong intuition. Um, the interesting thing about being an empath is that most people believe that it simply means a person with empathy. Hmm. So there's a lot of that. confusion uh, with that. Well, in other words, with the ability to understand and share the feelings of others. But so what happens is, is that most people will confuse empathy with sympathy. Sympathy, of course, typically being is given to those with negative feelings. You're sympathizing with negative feelings, and that's what most people will relate um, uh, empathy with, being an empath. But look, empaths feel all of the feelings, good and bad. An empath, you're going to pick up on intuitively the good and the bad feelings and emotions and all of that from other people, positive and negative. So depending on the gift of the empath, look, it's possible and sadly, uh, most often is the case that an empath's entire life may be affected by the emotions of those people around them. The gift of empathy is a, it's a rare and it is a wonderful gift. But my goodness, there, with that comes a lot of responsibility. Yes. Empaths can connect with strangers so easily. And, and they also have the ability to resolve conflicts and to do it as leaders in groups just because you're picking up on the energetics mm -hmm. and you just, without being told, you just, you intuitively can understand what somebody's thinking and feeling and what they're going through without being told. So, but the danger is that empaths, um, it, it, it's, they're usually not recognizing when they should be aligning their own energetics with that of others. And you're making a great point that if you don't know exactly how to uh, be an empath in this really positive way, that it will exhaust you. It will wear you out. It will totally burn you out in life. And that's usually the case. It'll wear you out and burn you out and just to the destruction of your best life. But here's the thing. Not only is it destructive to you, but you're also not doing uh, anybody else a favor by aligning yourself in agreement with whatever those negative energetics are. We are um, enabling other people to uh, diminish in their own lives when we are um, aligning ourselves in agreement, listening for consideration, the, the bad things, the bad feelings, the, the uh, bad emotions, those negativities, uh, negative energetics, rather, all those things. If we're aligning ourselves with it, we are being pulled under mm -hmm. that negative current. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a tough thing to, 
to be able to uh, discern. But that's what we're going to uncover today. I think by the end of today's podcast, um, all of you empaths that are out there listening, I think we're going to all stir ourselves up in what kind of responsibility actually comes with being a successful empath, a successful kinetic believer. And being an empath comes with so many different, really interesting criteria, such as, you know, I've even read that empaths, when they're out in public, they get a, a lot, they get more irritated by sharp, loud noises than most people will. And they're hyper, hypersensitive to not just other people's feelings, but who they are, what they're doing. Did, did someone tell a joke? Is anyone laughing? You're, and so your mind is sort of racing in this empathetic way all the time. It's, it's really a fascinating uh, personality trait. Great point. And you know, it's actually a smaller percentage of the greater population that is an actual empath. However, something that I have found that's really unique about um, the kinetic believer is uh, the majority of kinetic believers are empaths. Isn't Mm -hmm. that interesting? In other words, empaths are attracted to understanding the dynamics of energetics, the dynamics of the ability to make choices and right decisions based on um, experiences and based on wisdom and thought processes and practicality and and all of those things. And so those people are uh, attracted typically to the lifestyle of a on-purpose kinetic believer. Well, and you're so right that uh, kinetic belief really requires a, a deep sensitivity to the universe, yourself, and others, and all of those intersecting relationships to even believe in kinetic belief, to even be able to to live in that in that way. So it makes sense that it's a it's a big empath group that we have. So to all you empaths out there, look, it's the cognitive critical thinking regarding the feelings of others and the energetics of others as received by the uh, the subconscious. It's the decision-making process that aligns the empath with others. So today, let's let's do gather, uh, gather up and gain some understanding so that we can get through this crazy time worldwide that we're in now and uh, actually be of service to others rather than uh, part of the problem. Well, and the, this empath topic, topic, I think it's a really fascinating one because it is something that when you don't know exactly how to use it, it can be a very destructive tool and it can be a very destructive personality trait. But then if you flip that and you know how to work it and you know how to use it, it can be your greatest asset. So it's sort of that double-edged sword, you know, know knowing what you have and how to use it is is so crucial. Well, it's having the right lens on for how do we help other people? How do we help ourselves? Because often it will look like you're doing somebody a service or you're actually helping somebody out when all you're doing is enabling them to um, to suffer and to, to continue on in those negative energetics. Yeah. In other words, a person's virtue, uh, their best life, one that's full of optimistic happiness and joy, is always aligned with positive thoughts. It's aligned with positive words, and it's aligned with positive actions. Well, that's the trifecta of kinetic belief. So that, is the, that life will not manifest for anybody when the empath is allowing themselves to be aligned with the negative feelings of others, what's happening? Well, the empath's personality type, when left on autopilot and you're just going around and feeling and, and sensor, sensing and, and uh, you are um, sounding the depths of one person's emotions and feeling the feelings of another and, and you're just quick to uh, allow those to become you. 
Why? Because you care so much. And so when you are being led around on autopilot, it just becomes so uh, easy to be busy responding to other people's anxieties and their fears, responding to their worries and aligning yourself with their negative emotions. And uh, so much so that most empaths would just forget to advance their own lives and mind, body, spirit, and soul. And they just end up uh, being tossed to and fro by the negative energetics of other people. Mm-hmm. It is impossible. Underline that. It is impossible. Don't forget that you cannot experience the expanding life for yourself while you are considering to observe lives that are diminishing. You cannot do it. And uh, here's the thing. An empath really, really does want to help other people. Well, that's great. Good for you. And you should be commended for that. But there is a proper way to live a life of compassion. And it's not what most people think. To enable somebody that's drowning to drown, you're not doing them any favor. And you're certainly not doing yourself one because you're going to go down with them. Empaths are instinctively full of unconditional love, not only for themselves, but then also for all other people. They just want to help. They want to help the uh, not just people, but dogs and plants and the earth and life and everything and everybody around you. We want to help out. We want everybody to just do great, everyone to get along. We want the world to be at peace with itself. If you really want to help others to expand their lives, to manifest prosperity and a sound mind, a joy and optimistic happiness, perfected health and all of those things, first of all and foremost, become a certified kinetic believer and then use your gift of uh, intuition and awareness and use it intentionally, use it wisely and then don't change who you are don't even think about becoming somebody that's different by becoming and by aligning with um, the person that has those negative feelings and emotions. And you're really bringing up an interesting point because when you recognize how different this is, how different you are as an empath, then you really start to become so aware that and, and really face the fact that most people aren't like you, which I think as an empath, you're always trying to relate with people. And so it's so tempting to filter everyone through your own, what would I do? How would I do it? How would I say it? How would I feel about it? And that's way off. Just understanding that the vastly different personalities that are out there sort of pinging around is, is a huge part of this. It is an enormous part of it. And you're not normal if you're an empath. Right. Most people are not. Look, an empath is somebody that has a uh, what's considered to be really is a, a paranormal ability to apprehend the the uh, emotional states of other people around you. Mm-hmm. They don't have to say one word and you're picking up on it. They don't yes. have to tell you anything and you can, you can almost, if not exactly, you will know what they're thinking yeah. before they ever say it. You know what's going on inside of them. And it is an intuition, and it is a, a telepathy of sorts, and it's a gift. It's an amazing gift that you have, but with all gifts comes a, a certain sense of responsibility. And, the, and what you just said, it makes um, her question that she posed today um, make so much more sense because how difficult is it to broach a conversation with someone when all you did was pick up on an incredibly strong vibe that you felt and maybe words weren't even exchanged, but, but you know exactly what's going on with them and you can feel it and you can sense it. But 
nothing actually happened. And so I think as an empath, being so hyper aware of all of these clues and cues that people are giving you, it's nothing is overt typically as an empath. So, so finding ways like you're going to tell us today how to broach these conversations, how to have these conversations and bring this up is, is vital. Just because you know doesn't mean you need to tell it. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you know something doesn't mean that you need to share it. And quite often, actually, the opposite is the case. Um, Just because you know something, unless you are being asked for the correct answer, you don't give the advice. Don't give advice where it's not asked. Mm -hmm. Now, when we talk about advice... You got people looking to you for advice. Maybe they're used to being uh, you, you lifting them up and making them feel better and, and lending them an ear, giving them a shoulder to cry on. And my goodness, the, for those people that are looking for shoulders to cry on, they've probably been magnified and multiplied during the last several weeks worldwide. Well, you've even talked about recently, you've, you've even brought up um, generational curses that are on families and sort of passed down, whether it's through pro- poverty or mindset. And, you know, how negative um, are people going to be if you are going to be the first one? To, to break those those negative curses, those generational curses that are on you. Yeah, so here's the deal. You're, that's exactly, that's a great point. N- negative uh, generational curses that follow one, uh, one person down through the, the family line. But here's what's, here's what's happening. And this is actually, this is one of the toughest lessons for anybody that's as full of love to ever learn. And that is how do you share? How do you give unconditional love? And how do you do it to people that are hurting? How do you do it with people that you care so much about and they're wanting to share their problems with you? First of all, recognize that all life-giving advice begins and ends with boundaries. You're going to have to set up boundaries with those that have access to you. You're going to have to let them know what those boundaries are. And look, they're going to respect you for it. You've got to tell people what the boundaries. I did it just earlier today with someone that I care deeply for, a family member. Made the phone call, and the first thing they wanted to do was to start telling me how, how, how hard life is and how tough it is. And I had to stop them right there because I was not going to agree with them. To align myself with their negative feelings and would be to turn my own energetics into self-defeating um, uh, energetics that would lead me away from attracting and manifesting things that I'm believing for that are aligned with my trifecta of kinetic belief, my thoughts and words and actions. So this person, I've given them the boundaries before and they just let it slip. They're listening to bad reports, bad news, other family members. And so right out of the gate, I had to remind them that uh, what the boundaries are And those boundaries are that when we have a conversation, we're only going to discuss positive things, positive outcomes. We're only going to look at the the, the good side of life, the expanding life, expanding mind, body, spirit, and soul. What does that mean? You know, the answer to what does that mean is actually not as elusive or difficult as many may think. Imagine, for example, that there is... Uh, a land that's located on an enormous cumulus cloud that's drifting by. There's, a, there's an entire city up there. And in that city, there aren't any negative energetics. There's no sickness. There's no death, no anger, no strife, no war, no famine. 
no disease, nothing like that at all. So the question is, would you have, what kind of conversation would you have on that cloud as it drifts along? Would you talk about any of those things? Well, of course not, because they don't exist up there. Well, carry that idea, that personification of that idea into the land of the living and ask yourself, is the conversation that I'm about to have or that I'm having with this other person, is that the kind of thing that I could talk about if I were in that land of utopia where these things don't even exist? And you'll get the answer real quick. If you cannot have the conversation in a place where you're advancing your mind, body, spirit, and soul toward perfected completion, where there's nothing missing or nothing broken, then don't have the conversation here. Remember, the things that you talk, words are things. And when you are speaking about and talking about negative things, sickness, disease, loneliness, despair, anxiety, fearful things, you are constructing a life that is the blueprint, that is the substance of things that, whether you like it or not, you're hoping for it, and it will manifest. That's why most people's lives never change. They keep talking about what they have. They keep talking about what they don't like, and therefore they keep manifesting what they don't like. So as an empath, we don't want to ever enable negative thinkers to continue living their negative lives. Why? Because we love them. We care about them. This is how you help them. Put them on notice that when you call me or when we talk, we're only going to discuss those things that lead to the advancing life. Mm, I love that. If you if you wouldn't say it in your utopia, then you shouldn't be having the conversation because that's, that's how your belief shows up. Um, quick question. You mentioned that you actually had a conversation earlier with someone that was being so negative. I, I'm curious to know exactly what you said to them in response. Like, I want to hear it as close as you can remember to what you said. <laughs> okay, well, well, let's see. What I, what I told them was that, look, you know, we've, we've talked about um, positive versus negative before. And I said, you know, when we need each other. And I said, especially during a time like this, we need to be stirring each other up in positive things. For example, I said, nothing has really changed. I said, what an opportunity that we have right now. We can still come and go. You can go outside, get some sunshine. You can exercise, start painting, working on yourself, read some good books. You know, that the the activities that distract us from those self-improvement things have been removed for a short time. And so I said, take it one day at a time and work on yourself. Love yourself. Think good things. And of course, I reminded them of the uh, trifecta of kinetic belief, aligning your thought, your good thoughts with your good words and your good actions, because when you do that, you're creating. Every single kinetic believer should be coming out of this time of, of some somewhat uh, of isolation as a, a better person with more life, with more goodness, with more vitality, with clearer thinking, with better health, and and as stronger people with emboldened relationships, having cast down all negative thoughts and imaginations, getting rid of all those negative energetics from uh, previous experiences in this life, meditating to do that. And but through the process of all of that, in the kinetic belief journaling, you're manifesting, you're changing circumstances so that when we do um, uh, arrive at our next destination outside of or after 
this point of isolation, there's going to be so many good things waiting for us, uh, waiting for us to even receive them. Because why? We've been manifesting through this time of, of um, isolation. Now, I'm speaking to the empath. Look, if you have someone in your life that you know what they're thinking and feeling, and actually you can probably better articulate what they're feeling than they can, which is often the case, the only way that you can actually help them is to demonstrate your kinetic belief abilities by remaining decidedly positive in your thoughts and in your words and in your actions. And then you can invite them into that place and let them know that our thoughts and our words and our actions are going to be uh, aligned together for creating a better life for both of us. Don't ever hide your bright light just to make others feel more comfortable. Mm. Say that again. <laughs> don't, ever hide, don't ever hide your bright light just to make other people feel more comfortable. Mm. That's huge. And a bright light will, will never align itself with darkness, with negativity, with negative energetics. Keep that vortex spinning at a high, uh, rapid um, velocity by keeping your, uh, your energetics aligned, your thoughts with your words and with your actions. And you can help someone that's drowning by um, leading them to dry land. Don't forget that. Don't jump into the river and go downstream with them. Don't change your energetics just to accommodate negative energetics. You're not helping anybody by sympathizing with those negative things. Negative energetic, negative thoughts are a choice. Their negative words are a choice. They're choosing to think negatively. They're choosing to say negative things. And in hopes that addiction is wanting to pull you into the addiction. It's like somebody that's addicted to a drug or a cigarette or whatever it is, nicotine. They need somebody to smoke with. So this negative thinker and talker needs somebody to think negatively and to talk negatively with. Yes. Don't go out onto the porch and light up a negative conversation. <laughs> I like that. What a perfect analogy. Um, it's interesting, too, because as an empath, the very fact that you are that sensitive toward people is what can make it feel very difficult to have the boundary conversation with that negative entity, with that negative person. And so I think it's really interesting that you're taking us through this in a way that, that shows that setting boundaries and having that conversation, maybe if it's going to be for the first time, um, it's important for us not to overthink it as empaths because it's our own sensitivity that makes it probably bigger than it really is. And those conversations, they should be very straightforward and very cut and dry and even simple. You're, that's a great point, Megan. And yes, our sensitivities do typically make those conversations much bigger than they really are. And we tend to linger into those those uh, motives and thoughts and we we dissect those conversations and we're just getting to the bottom of the root of the problem that other people seem to be bringing to us. Yeah. Um, and they've moved on. I mean, right. everything in their life is negative. But yes. we, we still are sitting there going, well, I wonder what, how that happened. Look, re just remember, it's always a choice. And so somebody says, well, what if people just refuse to adhere to my boundaries? I, I set them up and what if they just, you know, they listen and they're mental agreeers. Yeah. But they just don't do it. And they continue to call a, a week later, and it's like they nothing ever yeah, happened. They keep crossing the boundary. You can expect it. Yeah. Go ahead and count on that. 
boundaries are, you're going to have to protect those boundaries. You're going to have to continue to mark off those boundaries. That's always going to be your responsibility to do that. And if they continue, look, if they continue to refuse to adhere to that boundary, sometimes, now listen, sometimes the best way to help other people is to end a relationship. Yes. And as an empath, how you relate to those around you is an integral, uh, it's, a, it's just as integral as to who you are as an individual as it is to um, how you're going to relate to them. Because, well, somebody says, well, why would you end a relationship? It's because people who are continuously in crisis, many of them actually don't want to hear anything positive. And they're embracing the, uh, the addiction of negative energetics. And they're just often attracted to the empath because they can drain your positive energetics. They drain your virtue and they take it. They take uh, advantage of your amazing gift. And you're going to have to recognize this. In fact, you can stop it from ever getting uh, to the place where they are addicted to your virtue by refusing day one to never again align your energetics with that of negativity. Well, that is, those are some huge points there to recognize as people with these heightened sensitivities because um, we want people to do well, right? We want to be there for them. We want to help them. We want them to have be living the most amazing life just like we are. And so you're making just this really wonderful point of how important it is that that no matter what happens, you have to to believe people's actions. When someone, they cross these boundaries that you've set up, you have to believe them when they say, I don't respect you, and I'm showing that I don't respect you by crossing the boundaries you've set up. And for me, that's been a lifelong struggle that to trust someone's actions and not make mental excuses for them. That's a great point. You know, look, there, there are two kinds of love. And this is a tough one for a lot of people to understand. The world has its own definition of love. And it is one that, you know what, you're going to, you're going to love whatever I'm going through. You're going to love me. And, and even when we use the, the term unconditional, it's misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Because the world's definition of love, again, it means that you're going to align yourself because you love me with whatever I'm going through. Well, here's the thing. The kinetic believer understands that unconditional love means regardless of your condition, I'm going to love you with positive energetics. Yes. That's the unconditional love that leads to the advancing life. Yep. So we have to use this discernment and understand what it means to have the love of our creator, the love of the, the creator that created us with an, uh, the ability to to make choices and to choose the advancing life, to choose positive energetics, to align ourselves with the advancing of the mind, body, spirit, and soul toward perfected completion. Mm -hmm. Like the avatar living their best life, you're doing no one, and especially yourself, any favor at all by agreeing with their negative negative energetics. And that's the challenge, like you're saying, uh, for the empath, because they're always feeling compelled to help the most troubled people that they meet. Yes. Because they want everybody to do well. Well, that's fantastic. And there's a way that you help them. Sometimes it's by turning and walking away. Because you are not going to continue to feed the addiction to their death. Recognize as an empath that when you are aligning your energetics with that of negativity, you are leading to their destruction. You're leading them 
to a diminishing life. You're leading them to sickness. You're leading them by agreeing with their anxieties toward a diminishing life. You're leading them to um, uh, less mental health and unsound mind. You are robbing them of any chance of prospering mind and body, spirit and soul. And you're part of that. Now, is that love? Is that the kind of love that you want to be expressing to them? Probably not. Here's where the successful kinetic believer takes their own advice. Most know that, for example, when, when one person is in a relationship which is, which is toxic, what do you do? You advise them to end it. Take your own advice yep. and do it fearlessly. I have, I have kind of a nitty gritty question here about what you're telling us. So a moment ago, we were having the conversation about, you were teaching us about how to set boundaries, how to have that conversation, and then how to uh, maintain those boundaries after you've set them through conversation and through um, being direct and, and having that those um, communications with people. And now we're talking about ending a relationship because it has become so toxic and they're refusing um, to, to adhere to any boundaries that you're setting. So at what point does it become, I guess, what you could consider a lost cause? Um, how do we know that we've, we've had these conversations over and over and over again about our boundaries and they're never respecting them? Um, so at what point do those boundary conversations end and do we do we just go into this phase like you're talking about Great of question. ending that relationship yeah and you know that's one of the benefits of being an empath is that when you sit down and have a conversation of what those boundaries are you're going to intuitively pick up on their response mm-hmm. now if it's a relationship that you can feel good and confident to continue on in you're going to receive you're going to pick up on their agreement their energetics will change. And I go, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. You can right. count on me. Yeah, let's just do that. Can we prom- you promise? Are you promising me that really <laughs> we can just have talk about good things and positive things oh, and health this. and life? And I've yeah. wanted this. And thank you so much. Mm. You'll pick up on that even before they say that. Yeah. And then if you get the, well, okay. Resistance. Okay, resistance. And you'll know that. The empath picks up on that. Okay, but even it. if you don't and you continue on with that, and if they are just refusing, then what you've got is somebody there that is to d- destroy you. Mm-hmm. And they are actually, and it's not, not that they know they're doing this, but it's destructive. And there's a spirit of destructiveness that has targeted you mm-hmm. and is out for your destruction. And so, you know, it may happen two or three times, but and, and when you lay down those boundaries, it shouldn't be just a simple, uh, well, let's keep it positive. That's not really it. Have a good conversation and explain why it's medicine for the soul and it's good for your your mind and and body and spirit and how how this is something that you're practicing. And go ahead and explain kinetic belief to them and how you're a practitioner of this. Mm -hmm. And this is a way of life for you. And even explain that, you know what, the reason you come to me with so many problems is because I've chosen this lifestyle for myself. Why don't you join me and choose the same lifestyle for you? Yeah, and you'll and you're right. You will absolutely know at the end of that conversation whether they they want to be on board and they're going to be someone to to give that virtue and that energy to, or whether it's just something to move on from. Right. Yeah, and it's you know that can really be tough if it's mom or dad. Well, I was going to say you know the next Sister, question brother. is, uh, uh, what if you're in the same house? How, same house. How on Would earth you? do you do you manage that? Access is not proximity. Mm, well said. Well access said. is not proximity. Access is alignment. Access is agreement. Mm-hmm. And so we have, 
we have this great responsibility first to self, to unconditionally love yourself so much that you are putting a demand on you for peace, prosperity, advancement. And regardless of where you are, on a city street, in an elevator, in the bedroom, Mm -hmm. wherever, you have a responsibility. We all have a responsibility as kinetic believers living our best lives to let all others know that have access to us how we're living, what our expectations are. And it's for the benefit of everyone. And then if they don't agree, you let them go. If you're isolated with somebody like that, well, it's going to be tougher for you, but you will have to find ways to not engage and allow yourself to be pulled into the negative energetics. And you're going to have to remind somebody probably quite often of what your boundaries are in love, not in, through arguments and anger. Make sure that by through the explanation of the boundaries that you're not being pulled into those negative energetics. You have, and this, is, this takes meditation, it takes practice, it takes journaling, it's a way of life. I feel like you're taking social distancing to this whole other level of uh, oh like soul, soul <laughs> right. distancing. Yeah, that's true, but that, again, it's the way of life for the uh, successful kinetic believer. Give no consideration to what others may think about you. Don't consider if they're going to approve of you or not approve. What people think about you is none of your business. And of course... Look, it's imperative that we keep a kinetic belief manifesting journal and that we do this daily. You will not get up today and continue to experience yesterday. We have to start all over every day, stirring ourselves up first and foremost to remain uh, steadfast and not be double-minded, not be tossed to and fro with those energetics, but continue to work on our positivity and everybody in your sphere of influence will benefit. Any time, look, any time that a relationship, you know, your last question, what do I do if I'm living with them? Any time a relationship is not aligned with your highest viewpoints and thought forms for your lifestyle, if they do not absolutely align with it, the kinetic believer understands that, you know what, that relationship is a drain and, and the drain is creating a wobble in my trifecta of my manifesting energetics and it cannot stand. I cannot allow myself, cannot afford to. Life's too short and it's too precious. And after all, for you to love somebody else, you've got to be the best version, the best creative version of yourself. Let's work on some manifesting imaginations and some highest viewpoint affirmations. Are you ready for that? Yeah, let's do it. Is that a plane going by? Yeah, a big jet just flew right over. Private, so. It would have to be, right? (laughs) (laughs) To fly anywhere right now, I think so. Actually, you know what, Maya Maya Angela, a friend of mine, I knew her dearly, and and, um, she said that I think we all have empathy, and I have to agree with that. She Mm -hmm. said everybody has empathy, but we may not have enough courage to display it. Wow. And the the one who is um, well said. empathetic, the empath that leads to the advancing life is always going to have the courage to put down those boundaries. Mm-hmm. That is the one. And you, you, you're challenged to do this, but my goodness, it's almost like having uh, the intuitive ability to, to see into the future and to know that what you're doing today by aligning yourself properly 
is absolutely going to manifest things that are greater than anything that you could have ever thought of or imagined. Imagine right now, if you will, that everyone in your realm of influence, right there in your isolated place, is aligning with you. See that happening right now. Those that have been antagonistic or fearful or worried or whatever it is, they're aligning with you because you've had the most meaningful conversation with them. You were able to, because you're an empath, effectively communicate not from where they are, but from where you are. And you did it courageously, fearlessly. You took authority over the situation and you speak into their lives and they agree and align with you. Now say this out loud. Say, I choose. I choose. To no longer empathize. To no longer empathize. With negative feelings or emotions. With negative feelings or emotions. Because I understand. I understand. That if I do. That if I do. I'm choosing to share those negative feelings. I'm choosing to share those negative feelings. Now imagine that instead of fixing problems, you're fixing solutions. Mm. You're only fixing solutions. And where all, all of life has a solution and it's resolved to be fixed, well, there's nothing broken or missing anymore. That's your life. See it now all around you is a solution to every question. Say this out loud. Say, I'm not supposed to fix. I'm not supposed to fix. Everything for everyone. Everything for everyone. Feeling what others are feeling. Feeling what others are feeling. And acting on what I know. And acting what on what I know. Will not only harm me. Will not only harm me. But enables and encourages negative energetics. But enables and encourages negative energetics. I know I can feel the misery of others. I know that I can feel the misery of others. But there is a lesson in it for them. But there's a lesson in it for them. And it's not my test to take it. It's not my test to take it. And it's for their good. And it's for their good. It's selfish of me. It's selfish of me. It's selfish of me. It's selfish of me. To live the life of others. To live the life of others. If I jump in. If I jump in. I'm depriving them. I'm depriving them. Of valuable learning. Of valuable learning. Now imagine this, that all these people that are around you, that have access to you, that what they're feeling now, you realize for the first time in your life, you're an empath and you realize right now that their feelings are none of your business. Now you can use that intuition as a gift and is a gift not only to yourself, but a gift to all those around you by first and foremost recognizing their feelings are none of your business. Let them have them. They're personal to them. Stop interfering. Stop uh, stunting the growth of those around you by trying to uh, cause them to adhere to you and, and, and rely on you for their uh, changing of those negative energetics. You don't want to do that. Have them align themselves with you once and for all. Now, you see that and imagine that. That's happening right now in your sphere of influence. Now, just say this out loud. What they are feeling. What they're feeling. Is none of my business. It's none of my business. I know I can feel it. I know I can feel it. But it's none of my business. But it's none of my business. As a kinetic believer. As a kinetic believer. I'm aligning my thoughts. I'm aligning my thoughts. With my words. With my words. And my actions. And my actions. Imagine that, you know what? You have now accepted all other people for who they are. You're not, you're not the energetic policeman 
You're not going around telling everybody that you stop being negative, stop being negative, stop. That's not it at all. It's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about those that are coming to you for advice. Don't give it where it's not asked for. So imagine that everybody that's around you right now, you've accepted them exactly as they are, recognizing they're perfect, just like they are. They're learning things and they're growing. Let them have their space to grow and develop. Let them have space. If you see them being negative, let them be negative. That's their choice. But if they want to pull you into it, that's where the empath says, no, here's, here's who I am. They'll recognize you for that, and they'll respect you for that, and you will win the day, not only for yourself, but for all others. Now, say this out loud. I have to remember. I have to remember. That just because I can intuitively... Just because I can intuitively... Sense what others are thinking and feeling. Sense what others are thinking and feeling. I must accept others for who they are. I must accept others for who they are. Others are not supposed to be like me. Others aren't supposed to be like me. They're supposed to be like them. They're supposed to be like them. Now imagine this right now, that you have released completely the feelings of all others for it to be what it's supposed to be, according to their own expectations and not yours. And say this out loud. Say, I release. I release. What is not mine to feel. What is not mine to feel. I release what is not mine to feel. I release what is not mine to feel. Say it again because you don't believe it yet. I release. I I know the empath. All right, say it again. We're going to get there until you know this to be true for you. I release. I release. What is not mine to feel. What is not mine to feel. I release. I release. What is not mine. What is not mine to feel. To feel. Now imagine, you know what, all those negative energetics swirling about out in the world around you, even in the household, at the office, on the phone, wherever it is, imagine that right now, for the first time in your life, those negatives aren't yours anymore. Wow. Peace. There it is. Say this. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. I can breathe and release. I can breathe and release. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. I can breathe and release. I can breathe and release. The negatives aren't mine. The negatives aren't mine. I can breathe. I can breathe. And there it is. Wow. How to handle being a powerful empath. Well, that's a start anyway. Yeah, 101. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Oh, wonderful podcast. What a great topic. You know, because, and you're right, most kinetic believers um, are these courageous empaths. And so being equipped and knowing exactly how to use that gifting is is so powerful. So So powerful. powerful. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, and if you uh, are looking for a little bit more help and you don't have yet the Law of Attraction 100-Day Guided Journal, Oh, my goodness. I recommend it. This is how you begin manifesting your best life. And it's guided day by day by day so that you begin to not only uh, see your best life forming and your circumstances changing in alignment and agreement with what you're expecting to see. But here's the thing in, in the design and creation of this journal. It was done in a manner that takes you on the journey of enlightenment. From day one to day 100, it's quite a path. And it's quite a, uh, a journey along, uh, along those uh, uh, 100 days. And it's done in a way that you begin by taking baby steps, and then you begin to learn to fly. All the while, putting in the information that only is uh, um, specific to you and your own desires, 
So it's, it's a, a beautiful journey. I recommend it highly. And if you can't get the Law of Attraction 100-Day Guided Journal for Manifesting Your Best Life, just start writing down some things and, and, uh, and imagining what your life should look like. And do not allow anything to distract you from doing that anymore. You can get that on the website, stephencanyon.com. Um, you can get the digital version or you can get the hard copy shipped to you as well. Um, it, we ship to most places internationally. So, um, yeah, you can find that at the website. And here's the thing, too. Um, the I know that some people ordering the book, it's probably about a week to 10 days or something like that, a couple yeah, weeks out. Hard, Is that we, right? Yeah, we've had trouble actually keeping them in stock. So. It's a good problem. But well, and just with yeah. all the shipping right now yeah, of the uh, incidentals and the things like paper products and, and masks and all worldwide, it's yeah. sort of got this backlog, too. So if you can't wait for the delivery of the book, which will take a couple of weeks, you can, like Megan said, you can download the digital version right off of the website. Which is really convenient because you can uh, just put it right directly into your iPad and you can use it in there and then reuse it and reuse it. Or you can simply print it off a day at a time, a week at a time, just at your leisure. All of you kinetic believing empaths, love you dearly. <laughs> love you guys. Keep up the good work. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. what, a, what a wonderful podcast, Steve. Thanks as usual for sure. all the wisdom. Bye.